0: Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Strikes Back. My name is George and you're listening to our review of Spider-Man Far From Home with the boys Connor zap and benny hello well folks we're here for the grand finale of the infinity saga finishing up where endgame left off spider-man far from home the second uh spider-man entry in the mcu the fourth time oh sorry fifth time tom holland has uh played the character of peter parker here we are guys we've been talking about this a lot plenty of trailers and whatnot Um, we're in the non-spoiler part of the review and what we like to do here is give a little bit of context of where we are with Spider-Man and the franchise and maybe in a little bit of Marvel as well. Benny, why don't you kick us off? where you were feeling with Spider-Man. I feel like you were like on the cusp of losing your voice. Like <laughs> you were just trying
1: to like, Oh my God, water! <laughs> right at the water! end, you the like, guy out of I Indiana really wanted Jones. to jump
0: in and just... I'm just trying to bring in some cinematicness. <laughs> in.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, in general, I'm a massive Spider-Man fan. Um, the, the Raimi movies were huge for me. Um, the, the Garfield movies... Not the Bill Murray ones, the Andrew Garfield movies. Well, the were, of huge were the worst for me. I uh, hate that first one um, more than possibly any other superhero movie. Um, and when 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 this little guy finally was headed back to the MCU, I got to say I was pretty excited about that. And straight from Civil War, I had been have been feeling that they'd just knocked it out of the park. Um, best casting of peter parker slash spider-man in one ever um I've, I've loved everything they've done with him homecoming i was so so impressed with uh, at the very beginning um <clears throat> maybe i've called a little on it now but only in the sense that it's like still you know one of the top mcu mm-hmm. movies for me
1: it's not as funny or great as the first time you saw it yeah, yeah.
2: whatever whatever can be yeah. <laughs> um and coming up to this one I don't know, is in such a weird position, I guess, because this is somehow the final movie in phase three. It's the epilogue to end game, you know, the biggest movie ever made sort of. Um, and the trailers, uh, nothing about them seemed amazing to me, honestly. Um, it was just another Marvel movie on the way. So, I guess as often happens with me, like half the time with these Marvel movies, the excitement just really kicks in when I sit down in the cinema and the lights go down. I'm Mm -hmm. like, fuck, it's a Spider-Man movie. So at that point, I'm just like
1: so hyped up. Um, But yeah, otherwise kind of an Mm -hmm. up and down journey. Connor? Um, I'm very much in the same kind of uh, lead up. Really loved the Spider-Man films. Um, The trailers in particular, I can sum up with one... Uh, phrase which is trust issues. Um I just watching these trailers, I was like, I don't trust any of what these trailers are telling me. Mm. Um it it was weird. It was one of those things where like I don't think the trailers could have done anything to kind of convince me that this wasn't going to be good. I just I had this kind of um weird faith that this movie was going to turn out well. Um so the the trailers were of pretty little consequence to me. Like, I mean, when I thought about them too much, like it just kind of seemed a bit weird. Like it, you know, Feige telling us that this is the real conclusion to phase three after Endgame just felt very weird. Like that that didn't feel right. Um, but, uh, you know, apart from that, I just, I was I was actually quite excited for this film
0: going in. Yeah, I, I can't tell you how crazy I felt 12 years old when my cousin took me to see the first Raimi Spider-Man and this series and this character is just one of my absolute favourites and it stumbled along the way, but, you know, through the Andrew Garfield films, but I've always been there ready for and willing to, I just want these films to really succeed and I loved Homecoming. I go back to that one uh, every so often and that's one of my favourites in the MCU um totally agree with you, Ben. Tom Holland. Um, you know, that is that is just perfect casting. Um and and uh yeah, it, it was the, the trailers for this, what was weird about it, and uh, piggybacking off what you said, Connor, was like, you know, we have we've, we've gone from we've gone from this really massive story in Infinity War and Endgame and we're finishing on this like little European jaunt. In, in Far From Home and it's kind of like, oh, this feels like there's this sort of weird discrepancy here where we're finishing this 23 movie arc with, you know, a trip to Venice um, that didn't look like it had the same level of consequence and scale. Felt like a side mission, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. totally.
2: So um, And then Feige's coming out saying, no, this movie will deal with the consequences of Endgame, which were massive, obviously. Yeah. Like Earth-defining
0: Yeah, so the trailers, I was kind of like, oh, let's see how this lands because I was not really, um, you know, I wasn't really that pumped for this but um, just going on the pedigree of the character and and what Marvel's been able to pump out, I was like, it's going to be a good film.
2: Yeah, Connor, you brought up such a good point there which I think we'll be coming back to a lot in this which is the trailer, just by the nature of the premise of this film, there's clearly so little they're able to reveal early on Through the through the marketing so I guess maybe that's why I wasn't too phased by the fact that I didn't
0: care too much for the advertising yeah All right, let's get into the non-spoiler part of the review. Is there anywhere Mm -hmm. you guys want to kick off? Because I have – this is actually a film where I've written notes. I don't normally write notes for for Mm. reviews. But I've had to really think about this film because um, Mm. there's a lot lot to examine.
1: Yeah, it's kind of funny that you mentioned that because someone asked me the other day when when we go see films, do we kind of put on a reviewer cap? And I was like, I think we specifically don't. Because I, wa- I want to go into a film and enjoy it our brand. and, you know, be someone that, you know, I, I don't want to have to think about like, how am I going to review this? Or how am I going to like talk about this? Like a very specifically, you know, someone's like, oh, do you take a notepad into the theater? It's like, oh, fuck no. Can you th- <laughs> can you imagine anything <laughs> that it's would be in there? Yeah. Or, or even like your phone, like writing out, like you would. Can you imagine anything that would ruin your experience more than that? Um, That's why reviewers hate movies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I right. get it. <laughs> um, no, but there is there is somewhere that I want to kind of start with this, which is this movie's dealing with, as you said, Ben, the consequences of Endgame, um, the kind of the contextualization.
0: That's my first bullet point here. There
1: you go. How and they I, dealt with the snap. And I think that, uh, again, without getting into spoilers, I think that they dealt with it really well. Um, like surprisingly well, without you know, spending half the movie explaining things. I think they did in the first 10 minutes an absolutely amazing job of saying, this is the world that we live in. This is how it's changed. Now deal with it and let's go, let's move forward.
0: Yeah, I I totally agree, man. I liked... Like in the buildup, it's like, are they going to, you know, are they going to touch upon it? Are they going to address it head on? And they address it head on in this, mm. and they have a few little funny sequences where, you know, it's like, why are all the kids who are his mates? Why were they all? Why did they all get snapped? And they, and they address with that, and they they play with that. And I was like, well done, like congratulations, thank you, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um I don't know if it was successful all the time, but I I, I appreciated that.
2: Yeah, I would say in the context of the Spider-Man home franchise, brilliant job. Um, in the the tone that this franchise has, um, with the characters they have, the way that they deal with that fallout um, is, is hilarious and informative, and it just works really well in the story without being overbearing or anything. In the context of the greater MCU, I would say the fact that this is probably the only uh, dealing with the consequences of Infinity War and Endgame that we're ever going to see because this movie takes place eight months after Endgame, that's like, I guess that's it. Fuck, all right. Um, Like, I'm not going. So I'm not disappointed by it because that's not what I wanted this movie to be. I I like what this movie did, but as just kind of having to look at
0: the bigger picture and be like, oh, okay, all right, we'll see. They, they, I think they might draw upon it more than you than you suspect. Maybe with all this TV Disney Plus stuff. I would hope so. Yeah, rebuilding but, um, post the snap and whatnot. Yeah, but
2: it's yeah. The events of Endgame are so big. But again, I, I, that's kind of I don't want. I do not want to lay any of that at this movie's feet because yeah. this this really feels in and, a standalone in a lot of good ways.
1: And I I thought that it was quite surprising. Like like I said, they, they, it was fairly short and succinct. But in that short and succinct area, they dealt with a lot of the things that people brought up around um, the snap. Um and I thought, yeah, I just really appreciated how they contextualized this world. So, and like was- you said, just very quickly being like, "This is it,
2: move past it." And yeah. I, I think that worked so well in this film. And and going in, looking at the trailers, everyone was like sneering, like, "Oh, so every character from Homecoming disappears and yeah. comes back five years later?" And again, they address that head-on as well, yeah. and it's great. <laughs> yeah, it's really and it's
1: good. Fun.
0: And they deal with specifically stuff around that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I would also like to give a big shout out to Tom Holland and Peter Parker's story. Mm. Uh, I I did think that um the human element and what he's trying to mm. do, like the the more personal love story aspect here, like he just knows how to really convey it. And for me, it doesn't feel cheesy. I think a lot of other, other actors, it could be so forced. Like, can you imagine like a Hayden Christensen kind of actor in like this a, role? Uh, like a, Andrew yeah, Garfield like Andrew Garfield. Type, like, and how know, mortal yeah. in that series oh, yeah, was. Exactly. And how creepy was he? And, and I like the earnestness and I bought into his character and the awkwardness of being a teenager and, you know, falling in love and, or liking somebody and having a crush on somebody. Mm. And I thought they, they did that well. And I think teenagers wouldn't be cringing, you know, some of these things like that's not how teenagers talk to each other. It's like, that's an adult writing uh, for a child, um, mm. for an adult audience. And I think this hit, I, I would imagine that teenagers would get something out of this. And I thought that is very successful and it's really compared to homecoming and compared to any other MCU film. This is really trying to go for that market. I feel.
1: It definitely feels like the
0: scale has been brought down. And I think, that,
1: I think that's really clever.
0: Um, in a way it has, but in a way it hasn't. And I think we'll probably talk about more about that in spoilers. Uh, they, are, I but mean, they touch
1: some- on big things, but the overall feeling of this film is very kind of personal. It's, um, it's very much also like it's Spider-Man's movie. So, End Peter Game Parker's f- movie, even yeah. more so, I would say. Oh, like, yeah. This yeah.
2: really is a school trip. I would say that is far and away the biggest part of this movie. Yeah. Um, really surprisingly for me, I I was so shocked at how much time was dedicated in this film to Peter Parker and his life, and and how the Spider-Man part of his life was directly kind of associated with that. Mm-hmm. Even.
1: Yeah. Um, that was. Yep. Yep. That's a good <laughs> point. Uh, no, what I was going to say is like we we we've. Gone from Endgame, which is a, a thousand characters with the scope of the entire universe, and we've immediately gone to one kid and his and his adventure in Europe, his his school trip in Europe. Um and yeah, you're right, Ben. Like it, it's just it's very much just that story with things happening around him, but that's kind of that's the main crux of it. And I think that's really cool. Um
0: and I think the kids or, or you know, following up from Peter Parker, like all the kids, the ensemble. I liked where they went. I liked where they went with Ned's character. That was fun. Maybe the joke gassed out a little bit. That's up to your um, you know, your opinion. But Zendaya as well, I actually found her a little bit irritating in Homecoming as an MJ. And this one, I really liked her in this. And also, you know, some of the other characters, I thought that they were fun and... They did what they needed
2: to do. So John Watts um, did such a great job with Homecoming in having this extremely young ensemble. Um, you know, one of the few examples where we don't have these kids being played by, you know, mid to late 20-somethings, um, and that paid off dividends, and I really think that works at least as well in this one. Um, I, they are a little bit older, obviously. but Well, uh,
1: I, I think everyone other than the guy that plays Ned because he fucking grew up, he looks like a thirty-year-old man at this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is it, uh, Jake and, uh, Jacob uh, battle on? Doesn't Mike. help that he's bald. No offense why would you say that <laughs> <I'm just saying laughs> why that do you mention that, that? Um, yeah no he's just like, like what? Huh? <laughs> what are you talking about Are <laughs> oh, you say, oh my uh. god <laughs> um, no I just like the, the kind of the first thing he shows up I'm like oh you are not a kid anymore yeah mm. <laughs> um
2: and yeah as you said georgie um zendaya i loved her in this movie as much as i love tom holland um both of them and i feel like she had a really good role in this as well yeah where too. she was kind of a, a bit of a supporting character in the first one who worked for me didn't work for you um but in this one they really flesh her out um much more than i feel they've ever successfully done with with uh the mary jane character before yeah i agree
1: I thought that I, like, I liked how they delved into her character. I think. I think they like ramped up the awkwardness a little bit in this one. I um, feel like they
0: ramped it down. Yeah. <laughs> no, no it, ramping. It went, it I went like to up, call it definitely. No, she was so weird and awkward in that first one, man. I found it obnoxious. The
1: situation may have been, but she like always came across to me as like quietly
0: confident in the first one. Just like one-liners in the first one I didn't like.
1: Yeah, no, I I
2: get exactly what you're saying, Connor. In the first one, one of the things that I really love that you never really see in these movies is when Peter asks Laura to the dance. um, She's as nervous as he is. Like there's this little moment where she's really nervous as well, which is you know you think oh the hot girl in school he's going to ask her he's but then they they're both kids you know none of them have any experience in this field it's all weird and what they do so well in this movie is they we get a closer look at MJ who in the first movie I think definitely and I'm I'm like this is a retcon essentially but yeah she comes across as this weird super confident outsider like funny one-liners but in this one you with a closer look into her character. Yeah, it, it, no, I liked it as well, but I'd like that when you you look deeper, mm-hmm. she's as uncomfortable and awkward as every one of these kids
0: as well. Yeah. Um, so I just really love what they did with their character in this. Mm. Yeah, totally. I, I think just being, capturing what it's like to be an awkward teenager, I think mm. they did really well. Mm. Um, Mysterio. Mysterio. This Jake was Chono. a big- Big thing with this like very beloved character will they be able to bring him to the big screen and I can say that I really liked a lot of what they did with Mysterio but I do have some complaints but I'd say 70-80% of it was really really good yeah yeah Yeah. Jake
1: Jake Gyllenhaal in general is like Mm. such when he puts on the charm he is such a likable person um, and can play a likable person like really convincingly could also pay like the
2: most unlikable person oh, easy, as very well. easily yeah 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 he so, got range obviously the very nature of the character there's not too much we can talk about with him um but i, I would say that i was absolutely very happy with him as well um mm-hmm. there's reveals along the way i i think i probably just liked him more and more as the movie went on
0: i i'd definitely say yeah um and and they made the 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 crux of what you know, his superpower is they made it work with what the MCU well, superpower quote unquote yeah. uh, within what the MCU's, you know, sandboxes, yeah. which I appreciated. I think cause that's a tough one to get, right?
1: Yeah. Go Um, Yeah. No, like, like I said, I think he was really likable in this. Um, and, and he kind of shows quite a bit of range. Um, obviously we don't want to get too much into it. Um, I mean, this is a hard movie to talk about with, without spoilers. Cause like we said, even in the trailer, like there's things in the trailer, like the, the the trailer seemed super cagey about what it did or did not want to show you. So this kind of felt like, you know, I don't know how, what what we're really going to talk about. <laughs> I've like, um, got a it, few negatives. In oh, general? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead.
2: Unless you go, Benny. Well, I was just thinking just quickly, the first movie was such a, um, like a Spider-Man, a new way to look at the character, which is Spider-Man with the mentor of Tony Stark kind yeah. of in it. This one- kind of follows that formula a little bit with both Nick Fury and Mysterio in a kind of a mentor role for him. Yeah. How do you guys feel about the integration of uh, Nick Fury since we've already talked about Mysterio?
0: I I, um, I did enjoy it, but there was something that felt a little bit awkward about it for some reason. Mm. Um, I'm not quite sure. Maybe I think this is the most useful or um,
1: kind of, uh, you know, important or like the best reason for him, for Nick Fury to be around Um, In a very long time, I think bar Captain Marvel, of which obviously he was like a main character, but apart from that, I think this is the most useful he's been in the MCU for quite a while. It's the thing, it feels like they haven't really known what to do with him for so long because he
2: like retired in Winter Soldier essentially, but then he just kind of hung around for a bit. Um, we were never really sure why.
0: Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I liked him in this. Mm. I didn't have any major complaints. I like, or anything. I like Sam Jackson a lot in this. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. But I was just kind of like, I don't know. It just didn't feel very organic to has me. So that's been, not a major problem.
1: Has, he? He? I think there was a lot of marketing material that showed this as well. But has he ever quite been that um, sweary in the uh, in the MCU in general? Was he more sweary in this one? Than- I felt like he he was a little bit more aggressive in this one, which yeah. again I like, but it, like it didn't. It felt
2: well. He felt because he's he's always been kind of an intimidating character, but he feels more like in this movie you really are seeing him through the eyes of Peter Parker. Yeah, like he is even more like just kind of scary and distant. Yeah, um, which yeah, I definitely like the way he because came like, when this. him
1: and like Tony Stark face off, there's that kind of sense of equals. Mm. You know, mm. kind of looking at each other type no, thing. Whereas this one eye. yeah, this yeah. one you definitely get the sense that like it's Peter Parker thing. is not prepared for this kind of interaction. Yeah, totally. Mm. Yeah.
0: Your negatives, Georgie. I felt like this movie was a bit long. Okay. I think it clocking at um 129 minutes that um I think it could have used a bit of a trim. It's an odd complaint coming from you. Yeah, I know. I would have weird. seen this coming. <laughs>
1: um so if you want if you're someone that really hates long movies
0: Oh, no no! I don't hate long movies. I um, I love two thousand one A Space Odyssey. You hate movies that feel long. I hate movies where it's non justified. Um, I feel like you know it's got to weave into the narrative. And this one was kind of like for me. Um, no, no that, listen. I'm not, This is. I would say this is a minor negative.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to think. I, I thought that this movie actually, considering how much ground it covered, I thought it covered it quite quickly. Um, there aren't an awful lot of scenes. It's, I don't think it's a pacing
0: issue. I don't think it's like uh, there, there, there's any lulls or, or like, maybe there's some lulls, but like there's no, like it's more like this is actually a little too long for what it's trying to do. And it could have used there's a lot the of, five or 10 minutes missing. There's a lot one. of padding in it. Like there's a lot of just it's little like jokes. funny bits and character yeah. bits, yeah. Yeah. which which I,
2: I like. So um, I, I didn't feel it was too long because I really feel, It all felt quite organic to me in the kind of, you know, teen comedy that is prevailing. I'd agree with you. Like, I think
1: that part of the charm of this movie is the fact that they took time to to show those little moments, um, which I thought made this film. made it very distinct. Like, if you think about Infinity War or Endgame, there are no excess bits in those films. Like those movies, you feel are cut to the bare minimum that they would have to be to tell that story. Whereas this one, kind of takes its time in in you know letting you have fun with these characters which
0: I really liked. I mean within the main sort of chunks of where this what this film deals with there was just a lot of de- time dedicated towards the you know some of the character moments and and the teenage uh you know the story that that component of the film and I think the it story. actually left um some other parts lacking and they should have moved a bit of time around or move, given more spotlight to certain other areas of the film because they ultimately felt a little unexplored to me.
2: I, I absolutely understand what you're saying. Um, I think the difference lies in where my priorities were with this movie, which mm. is definitely so much more invested in Peter Parker and his friends. Like I my, my ideal version of this movie is probably just the actual trip with none of the superheroics in it. Um, so none of that stuff weighed down on me. I can absolutely see how it would yeah. to someone else though.
0: And then, and then just following on that, like the action in this, I feel like this is really lackluster action. Okay. And I don't think Homecoming really did have that great action either. Mm. Um, but I don't, there's just something here where none of the action sequences really um, got me. However, there are some sequences in here that I really loved and some of the most creative stuff you've seen in the MCU. There's definitely more action in this than there is in Homecoming.
1: Mm. But Homecoming is very much this kind of, I don't know, it's a really toned down um, kind of very, you know, your friendly local neighborhood Spider-Man type thing. So there doesn't have to be that level of action. And I felt like the same kind of vibe with this. I wasn't expecting... Um, you know, Civil War levels of action with this film. Although, like you said, there are sequences where you get more than enough. Um, And I think that, to be honest, the the end action sequence was probably about the most intense action that I've seen Spider-Man go through. Um, in any film. So. I, th-
2: I think it's some of the best web-slinging action we've ever seen. I yeah. think it's some of the best action we've seen in the MCU, specifically that sequence. I don't think the whole movie has the most amazing stuff throughout. And I do feel like these movies, is- both of them are not using the character to his greatest potential. I think that the, the Raimi movies, especially Spider-Man 2, um, did some amazing stuff uh, with that character. Again, I haven't watched it in a long time though, and maybe you know it's rose colored glasses. But um, I really do think some of the stuff in this one was like, spectacular.
0: Mm. I I sometimes feel like I, there's points in this movie where I'm like, um, I'm kind of, I I don't really know what I want, but it's not what I'm seeing on Mm -hmm. screen. It's like, I want, um, I want the action to feel more impactful, but I actually want a smaller scale friendly neighborhood Spider-Man kind of film. However, as I said, some of the sequences in this is very, very creative. And I was very, very impressed.
1: I think Mm. I know what you're talking about. I think that, (gasps) that, If I were to take a guess at why that is, it's because the nature of the action that you get in this—it's really CGI, and it feels like CGI simply because there's absolutely no way that you'd be able to film that any other way. And I think it, your brain kind of goes, "It doesn't feel it as solid." over a bit. Yeah, there's like there's no guy in a suit, you know, hitting. Like when you see um, a lot of the sequences where you see um, like Captain uh, America and Iron Man fighting, that feels visceral. That feels like two guys hitting each other. Because um, you, you're looking at Chris Evans, like, you know, thrown around or, you know, actually throwing punches and stuff. Whereas this with the web slinging, I like personally, I, I thought the sequences were really cool. But I do get what you're saying where you're like, I think your brain kind of says this is CG, and it doesn't feel as solid.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So the, that and also I feel like, and I meant to touch on it before, like this film's trying to do like a sort of Peter Parker high school love story. A sort of post Iron Man, post Endgame thing, and then also Mysterio's arc, and I don't think it gave enough time and and spread out the time and and actually gave enough to all those things for them to dance and make this film really successful. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I think I, that they could have they could have rearranged a few things, given a bit more. Um, because i'm i'm in the i i'm actually surprised that this is 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. You think I'm it should surprised? Be less or more? Yeah, I'm I'm, really? I'm surprised that everyone's loving it as much. Um and like, you know, what the fuck am i talking about? Look at our Captain Marvel review. Mm-hmm. This is a this is a better film, I would say than I would say I prefer this to Captain Marvel. But like 91% on Rotten Tomatoes, man. Like well, yeah, you know, we will get into it in spoilers, but like that,
1: I find that really strange because I, I actually really like how they wove in those um, concepts together. I think that. Oh this no, is I like,
0: like a- I like them, but I just don't think they gave enough to each one for them to work. Like I wanted more, and I the- felt like things were skimmed over and things weren't. I'm allowed to actually be given the depth and and um make them feel like really integrated in the film.
2: It was perfectly balanced for me. I yeah. cannot wait to discuss the specifics of that yeah. though. Um, should, I mean, we get
0: into recommendations. Jump
2: into, into any other negatives, yeah, negatives? Should we jump into spoilers? Any other comments at
1: all? No, really. Spoilers? I mean, like overall. Oh, maybe we'll just jump into recommendations then. Um, overall, I I really enjoyed this film, like quite a bit. Um. There was, uh, like, I loved the pacing of this film. I didn't really ever feel bored by it. Um, I thought that they were, um, like, it just felt like a fun film to me. Like, I felt, um, you know, the end game was kind of emotionally exhausting. Like, that just had, yes, it had funny moments, but that just kind of took you through the full roller coaster. Um, and I think that this one, on, in general, kind of maintained a, a more kind of, um, happy and, and excited and, and kind of like low-key feel in that sense with the exception of at least one part which I think kind of hit me in the feels but apart from that like I just I came out of that film being like you know when you just you've got that big grin on your face and you're like oh that's that was cool I really enjoyed that um and that yeah that that probably sums up how I feel about this film
0: yeah I can't say I left the cinema with a massive grin on my face uh Far From Home was like I was kind of like I really wanted the just more. You know, there's certain parts here that I feel so skimmed over. There there is so many strong parts in this though. I really do love Tom Holland in here. I love the kids in it. Um I loved how they dealt with the snap as well. So there's some really strong elements here, but there's just there's there's something that feels a bit lopsided about this film and I can't quite figure it out. We'll talk about it more in spoilers, but yeah, this is definitely like Homecoming is a far better Spider-Man film. Um, Into the Spider-Verse is a better Spider-Man film. Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man 2 is a better m- Spider-Man film than this. Wow. So this
2: is somewhere in the middle. Of- as long as you stop speaking there, then that's still Except- a high bar, you know. that's oh, yeah. <laughs> um, So shock horror, I've seen this movie twice now. Um, I, I had to rush back in to watch it again because I had such a good time the first time. And there's just a lot in this movie to process, much more than than I, I kind of expected going in. Yeah. Um, and I, I got to say, this is the most... I don't know, this is the most excited I've been about one of these since possibly Homecoming, the first one. Um, it, it, I just... I, I I liked it more than that one, I think, overall. Wow. Um, maybe that's just because that one's dimmed a little over time, as these things do. Um, and this one's all fresh and new and shiny. Um, but I, I just thought the the balance of of character and narrative and uh, continuity and um, callbacks and just fitting everything into the universe was all all so perfect for me and the 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 story it was telling was interesting in in ways that some of these movies there's not many layers to them there's not much going on this one actually felt like it was trying to say something relevant. Or I don't know what it exactly was saying, but it was engaging at least yeah. <laughs> with something relevant. Um, no, and there was so, an interesting
0: theme explored and touched upon. Yeah,
2: exactly, and that and that, that so that was really cool. And then uh, it it I feel like it it gets better as it goes on, and it ends so strong, uh, like all the way up to the end of the credits that that you just yeah. can't help like kind of walking out and being like, "Fuck yeah!" and being excited for the future of the MCU, yeah. which is. Um, Honestly not what Endgame did for me because of course that felt like such a finale and it wrapped up so many things but but this one I come out of like man I want a new one of these Spider-Man movies every year. Yeah. Um more so than any franchise in the MCU I'm like Spider-Man 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 I'm so happy with what they're doing with him I want them to keep doing
0: it. Yeah. Yeah man that th- this is one of the most um like in terms of post-credit scenes and what happens in them like this is impact like post-credit scenes in the past few years have been it's like something cool or, you know, how the duck turns up. <laughs> yeah, this quite. one's actually like, whoa, actually, that's more important than what happened. More in important the than half the, the movies movie. in the MCU. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Cool, guys. So, we're going to get into spoilers now. So, if you haven't seen our non-spoiler um, part of the review, those who are on YouTube, head back there um, to get more of our overall opinions on the film. And now we're just going to explore more of the uh, nitty-gritty, as it Nitpicks. were. Um, so, I guess... Mysterio is really the first... The big boy. The, the, yeah, the obvious place to start.
1: So this is one of the kind of the key three three things that you feel didn't get enough attention?
0: You no, know, Well, so to put it this way, in terms of it, like working Mysterio in with this world and him getting screwed over by Tony Stark and his tech and how that all worked, I thought that was so good. I really enjoyed that. Mm. Um, so that was the big
2: surprise. Like we all knew he wasn't the hero that he was pretending to be. We... Were divided, but pretty much assumed he wasn't from another dimension, another world. or anything. Yeah, and then midway through, we get this reveal that he's an ex um, Stark Industries worker who invented Baf from Civil yeah. War, um, which was a huge um, leftover thread from the MCU that so many people thought would be readdressed in Endgame, and they never did. So that that was one of the big mind blowing moments for this movie when they brought Baf into it. Yeah. So organically, I feel.
0: Inorganically, no, i put it this way. Organically with the, the plotting, mm. but so ham-fisted with that flashback scene. Yeah, absolutely. Like, oh, I was yeah, like, yeah. that was really not elegantly done. But I, you know yeah. what?
1: I think they got away with that. And the, and maybe I'm just trying to, like maybe I've got so much goodwill to this film because of everything around that, that I'm willing to give them this. But I think that the, if that had been the only kind of ham-fisted um, you know, thing in that, you know, explanation scene in that, um, in that, I, I would have been like, yeah, that that felt weird. But that entire monologue was so ham-fisted, was so over the top. I didn't like it at all. Was so, but I, it got to the point where I was like, okay, they're running with this. Like, you know, the, there's no way that the tone of this movie has changed so quickly that they would just have no kind of self-awareness about that. And, and like to be specific, I mean, you know, from when he's just he goes from mentor to to baddie in the in, you know, that's kind of the reveal. And then he goes into this kind of almost like campy um showman monologue you know, explaining
2: monologue. the plan and yeah. everyone's role in it and but, how it but all but connects. So and I I I,
1: I it was it was very
2: over the top. And I, I don't know how else you'd do it. The way the the continuity that they're reaching into and pulling to, I agree that it was like really like Ham fisted,
0: but I I look at Daniel Bruhl in Civil War. That's the kind of level I want. I want something but that's authentic, completely different. Not like uh, no, well, like I mean, how how, yeah.
2: how do you think there's a better way that they could have brought Bath into this without no, showing a flashback to Bath?
0: I I actually like as I said, I think the idea of him working for Tony Stark and Bath is really cool. I just think that whole monologue and that presentation—that's what he's asking—was terrible. How how do you? How do you do an, uh, I mean, I'm the you last just it, person
2: you to do defend it in bad a way exposition. that position as um, Ham Fisted. I wanted them to lean harder into it. Yeah. Because, you know, they showed same. the second guy and they flash back to him in the first Iron Man. Yeah. And you're like, oh, well, that's cute. And I wanted to d- them to do more of that. I wish Every they got extras one. from all these different Tony Stark well, scenes. If they had, yeah, then
0: maybe it would have improved the scene more. Yeah, I, I did honestly want them to do more of that. Because it was just kind of like, uh okay like i love this idea that the execution is really lackluster and that's yeah. a massive shame i think for a twist of that magnitude that that is just reframing it wasn't, everything it wasn't in the movie. it wasn't a twist of that magnitude because at, at that stage you're like mysterio is going this way or that way like you we all, know no so we all knew it was coming i'm not saying it's a twist in
2: that sense but a twist in terms of reframing everything that's happened in the movie up to that point i think you really do need to just pretty much come out and explain it like yeah. that
1: And I Um, love I I love how how is, because it's such an obvious thing to do. Like you're like how is he like you know anyone that knows anything about Mysterio um, is is kind of um, thinking like all right well he's a special effects artist how is he doing like this Mm. level of Mm. effects artist and when it comes up to Buffy like fucking obvious killer so
0: good. Worked perfectly. Yeah. I just really didn't, as I said, the execution of it was so sloppy to me. And I was like, oh, See, I, that is, sloppy, so, that is irritating. Sloppy
1: implies that it was unintentional, I think. And I, I think that they lent into the ham fisted kind of schlocky nature of that monologue. Like that was,
0: th- but there's they, no but, but, way what, that the why? writing changed. What, what's the Because how else do you do it? What's the intent?
1: Because I think they knew that they had to do a pretty, um, hectic exposition scene. Like, there's no other way to explain what was going on there. Like, you can't
0: just say, "Oh, I use." We always barf- talk about show, don't tell. We always talk about don't slap the people over their head. So there's so much a lot to of explain. Different ways you can do. No, things. I. Just, so that's you can even start the film like how Civil War starts with a flashback sequence. I don't know, but no, but I'm the, not see, again, working in Hollywood. I think that the, you're you're you you'd be letting on too much for the reveal.
1: I I I really. I honestly think, and again, I'm the last person to defend exposition scenes because I fucking hate when they're done badly. But this I think is done so badly that it is intentional. Yeah, I like that, the me, way, gets it passed.
2: I like the way that it just felt like a bunch of dickheads having an office party. Yeah. Like it felt like they were just patting themselves on the back and, congr- yep. and they, they continued on with that scene after that where they're they're working the scene and it felt like a bunch of like effects artists and stuff. And that felt so fun in a franchise that is so heavily built on these effects to have, that element of it brought right into mm. the narrative like that. I really loved that.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, how about fair that scene? Enough.
2: Did you Did you think that was yeah, a yeah, better better execution of it? Yeah, yeah, I um, I, I did because I because that scene was entertaining enough for me to really forgive the fact that none of this makes any sense mm. with all of these drones and and holograms and stuff. Like rewatching the initial Venice attack with big water dude oh how is that trying like i'm not saying there's no way you couldn't explain it but you would have to do so much work yeah. <laughs> to be like yeah that's a bunch of drones i guess and holograms like, like holding water and then like yeah like, and, like getting like, peter parker wet while he's up top on a bridge yeah, yeah. it's 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 a fucking stretch and i feel feel like it is so yeah
0: i didn't even think about it's that. so
2: kind of sleight of handly executed that it, 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 even on my second viewing being like Well, this doesn't make sense i wasn't angry at the movie or anything yeah. it's not even it's not a epic i'm like yeah Well done.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And you know, another thing that like I wanted this Mysterio character, like that's really the only scene we get of him. Like the next scene we get of him is him programming with the the drone programmer. Like I wanted to see more insight into this character because Mm. even though I have all those complaints about that scene, the reveal scene, I still wanted more. I was still in there, you know, Mm. and I felt like I was really disappointed that they gave All this baggage to all these other areas. And I was like, come on, man. Like, you've got a really cool character here. You've got, I want more. And I felt like, damn. Like, when when it was all said and done, I was kind of like, damn. I'm really upset that that's potentially everything we're going to get with Mysterio. Yeah, I really loved
2: Mysterio in this much more than you, I think, um, overall. But I do wish there was 10% more. Yeah. Of his motivations, and or just explaining something about him, because I feel like the closest we get to like why is he doing all this is because he was unstable, according to yeah. Tony Stark. And it's a
0: long time before those scenes come in. Like mm. the first front of the half of this movie, he's barely in it. Mm. So it kind of like cascades through. Yeah, the they back actually half.
2: have to shoehorn in the, that intro scene with him in Mexico. Yeah, um, because he doesn't show up for so long. Yeah, yeah.
0: the only
1: the only thing that I found a little bit lackluster about his character was um, he seemed to hit that kind of unstable piece quite quickly, Um, particularly when he decides to turn the drones on his own people, Um, that seemed a bit out of left field for me. Like that was the only part that I felt a little bit kind of um, hard done by in terms of that character.
0: And, And within that action as well, him and the mindless drone army... Like I loved what they did with the drones and I loved Spider-Man going within the cloud and the storm and like that was so inventive and crazy cool. But there was a part of me going, wow, we're back at the mindless drone, fucking big baddie and he's mm-hmm. just lost the plot again and he's just turned on his team. And it, like I was like, man, man Mysterio has turned into, um, you know, we've, we've dropped the ball here. There's some stuff that happens later in the post credit scene that kind of re- rectifies things and yeah. recourses the ship for me, but I'm still there's still a but layer of disappointment there. I don't there's feel also, it ever went off track for me.
1: It didn't. It didn't go off track, and largely because I feel like he kind of laid out his thing, which is that people will believe, you know, kind of pretty much anything. Like yeah, he was trying to gullible.
2: salvage the plan that Spider Man was fucking with. Like he was staying on course, and his yeah. team was still working with him all through that.
0: I, I mean more in terms of the, the the actual like the use of drones and like a giant drone battle sequence. Mm. Like that but for that, me. that resulted in one of the, like you said, Ben, one of the coolest displays of web series. Oh, and I, I said, I loved it. I loved it. There was just something about it in the way he turned so quickly that felt super generic to me what do you mean on a character turned? that isn't. Like how he turned on his team, how he went from like a very calculated, cool character to he seemed a lot more unhinged very quickly.
1: Yeah, like I, in that very, I was being very specific to one scene where he literally turned the drones on on his own people. Yeah, But it, like that was, it was like a two second thing. And then beyond that, I felt like the character was back on track. Like that was. Yeah, the rest he you just felt like a Hollywood asshole.
2: Yeah. Um, well, all of it really. He just kept throwing
1: fits, which <laughs> I, I liked.
2: How do, you, how do you feel about this though? The fact that Tony Stark has a giant drone army yeah like he somewhat. essentially has Project Insight from Winter Soldier yeah <laughs> except probably more deadly Tony Stark we're just gonna keep finding out really bad <laughs> shit he's done <laughs> like yeah this arms dealer who turned around and became a hero just ended up as the biggest worst arms dealer in the world
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I mean that, that's not in, or that's not inconsistent with his character totally totally, it's he, a shield around the world basically. <laughs> exactly right and I think that he um, you know I don't think he will ever not be that character and I th- I think that's really cool because that is his solution to the problem, and he's not necessarily wrong.
2: I don't think his movie really deals with it in any meaningful way. No, it's no, like no, it's never about no. consequence. In this yeah, story. it never, it never, it never presents. Yeah, his act of whenever he created this drone army being a bad thing. It's just like he's not, made it. Not to mention when he I don't know when did he leave all this stuff for Peter, who was dead until five minutes before he died. Uh, there's a few logistical things that get a I, well. So th- he waiving. left the
1: glasses, man. Stop hating. <laughs> that kind of <laughs> I, I had to think about that. Mm. Um, and and to me, that doesn't make an awful lot of. Uh, it doesn't not make an awful, lot, make of an awful lot of sense. <laughs> um, simply all, all you need, all it would need to be, is a contingency. Because he left the video for his daughter, and he left the glasses for Peter. And as Happy said, I don't think that he would have done this unless he knew that you'd be all right. So I, think I was
2: thinking it was maybe an old will from before Peter was dead. Cause I no, just, I think I think uh, it's perfectly uh,
1: reasonable to assume that when they went on the mission, the whole point was <clears throat> to bring everyone back. Yeah. So him giving the glasses in is in a, an assumption that they were successful. Because if they're not, it's kind of a moot point.
2: Uh, my other thought was, remember how Nick Fury, um, in the first Avengers film, he kind of united the team by taking colson's trading card collection and like wiping it in colson's blood and yeah. displaying it to them i was thinking that that master manipulator that he is maybe he just fucking did all this like i wouldn't yeah. be surprised if tony had none of this planned out and he like like tony like tony obviously left um peter w- had access to this stuff but but nick fury was like okay he gets the glasses, he give him a note
1: yeah. and all that i mean that would feel i'd feel gypped like i would i'd feel like you know that had taken something from the narrative for me mm. because I love that idea of the father figure of Tony Stark that that Homecoming started.
2: I do too, but I don't think it even needs to be laid on as thick as they did in this. Like, if if that were the case with Nick Fury, I don't think that would take away too much because I really like the way that they dealt with Tony and Peter in this movie mm. um, it, because it was more about Peter's reaction to it. Like, yeah. whatever Tony cared for him, that's that's over now. Tony's dead. That's 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 not part of it. Um, it was really the way Peter was struggling with it was was beautiful, and the way that 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 Peter held up Iron Man in this way mm. that that after having ten years of watching this character, we we don't necessarily which is,
1: that that was the I you know I said like this this film was kind of overarchingly um, happy go lucky, apart from one scene which kind of got to me, which was um, Happy Hogan talking about like you know Iron Man kind of couldn't live up to himself. He mm. he saw people saw him as this together you know, um, cool guy, whereas he was always second guessing himself. He always had these problems. Yeah. He had anxiety. Like that was really cool. That I loved that scene with um, Happy talking to Peter about, you know, the that kind of re- uh, revolution or not revolution, uh, resolution revolution. scene. Yeah. It's, it's kind
0: of like almost like that Dumbledore peek behind the curtain. Yeah. Like he was so together, but, uh, you know, actually, in reality, he was just another dude, and he had his own demons, and he and had a, his own troubles. Yeah, and a
2: series of really cool coming-of-age moments for Peter, who is this kid who's so unsure of himself, and he's looking at all these adults to be the heroes. He looks at yeah. like Mysterio; this guy's clearly a hero. Iron Man, he's a hero. He's like, no, these are flawed humans. If you want that hero to exist, you've got to step up and be that yourself. Yeah. Because these adults, they're all either idiots or deceptive or mm-hmm. just wrong. You know, that was I thought a lot of that was really cool and subtly done.
0: Yeah. yeah. Did did we did everyone like all the post, you know, the Iron Man kind of stuff in here? I know we've talked a lot about it, but specifically across the whole film. Well, did you guys enjoy all the references and cause there's there's quite a lot. And it almost at one stage I was like, is this gonna get into a bit of a wank fest? <laughs> no,
1: because I think. Because there
0: was there could have been one or two or three more references and I was like, oh, you're kind of slapping me across the head yeah. a bit, but I liked it how it was done. I thought yeah. and there was little holograms, there was little like you know the tv specials and you know museums or you know it felt like the real world and and yeah lots of graffiti
1: lots of like kind of tributes um and i think that's a cool way to address it um in the film i think that um that kind of leads on to another point which is like just this being a post snap or post end game world um i thought you know we said this in our non-spoiler part that that I loved how they dealt with it. And in particular, I absolutely love that they dealt with the idea of people reappearing in the middle of people's houses. Well, people's houses, but also in the middle of like that game, the basketball game where people just yeah, like yeah. smacked into each yeah. other. I fucking loved that. I thought that was yeah. great. Cause it, it dealt with what a lot of people would be asking. It was like, well, you know, what about people in the middle of flights that just suddenly reappeared in, yeah. in midair? Well, and, it didn't deal with that. Well, no, it didn't show that. At but all. It kind of, you it can kind infer of, what happened.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it, overpopulation, not that big of a lot. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but it, it did deal with the fact that, yeah,
0: like people are going to like, you know, it's not going to
1: work quite It was smoothly. awkward
0: for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just imagining like sitting at home and then there's like 200 bodies. Just fall on the like the local neighborhood. Oh my they god! They could make the worst the horror. Mom, mom. They could make the worst
2: horror movie in the yeah, world yeah. and call it the Blimp. It would snap. be great. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. No. I. I. Um. I also liked the the fun sort of like cobbled together, um, Shutterstock vibe that they had at the the beginning of the film. Oh my god! Like so that was that, was images. Fun. that was yeah. so much. Yeah. Um, Such a great stuff. Enjoyed that, and and then they did the same kind of thing in Homecoming with the the selfie, yeah, Instagram stories kind of thing. So I, I really dug that. And, um, uh, yeah, I just thought like all the references back to the snap or the blip or whatever the fuck it's called worked, worked really mm-hmm. well for me. Yep. Same. Yeah. I, I, I
2: thought they, they nailed it overall because it, it shouldn't fall upon this movie to, to deal with all of the, the consequences of Endgame. But what they tackled. It does. Yeah. <laughs> it, it does. And, and I think what they tackled felt yeah. so organic. Yeah. And I think
1: it's really smart that they dealt with it eight, like it's, it's eight months after the snap, which kind of shows that, like, you know, this is not them dealing with the immediate aftermath. So they're not showing people like, you know, meeting people for the first time that that feels like a little bit more heavy. Oh, yeah. Whereas this is just kind of like, this is people living in a post blip world. Yep. The funniest thing about the snap is how traumatic
2: and life changing it would be for so many people and how utterly nothing it would be for everyone else. Yes. Yeah. They would, they would go on for a second yeah. <laughs> and they'd be
0: like, yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Well, and I also liked how the one kid in their class was like from year you know year like seven five years you know, below and then year 11 and then it's, it's like, like super yeah, tall and hot now that yeah was that was great. A, a great i thought a great like, gag. i was so convinced they weren't going to reference anything they were going to be like it's the same kids they all like yeah they snapped they came back don't fucking and, ask any questions and the fact that they had that in there i was like i really appreciated that and interestingly mm. enough like made him uh, a
1: kind of like a character in this, like, mm. a, like mm. a major character in it which i thought was really cool
0: yeah he was, he was a lot of fun yeah Um, Going back to Mysterio, and and like, don't get me wrong, I feel like I've been on this spoiler part of the review a bit neg on Mysterio. I really did like a lot of elements with him. In particular, Mm. when they go into his world with that corridor and the green smoke, Mm. like some of those sequences, that shat on Doctor Strange, in my opinion. (laughs) Like that was so (laughs) well done. I loved it. I really, really, really loved it. And I was like, Thank you, Marvel, for kind of pushing the creative envelope because we get the same mid shots, we get the same CGI effects, we get the same this, we get the same that. It was nice to see something completely different and out there.
2: So I loved a lot of that scene, especially how hard Spidey got his ass whooped by yeah. Mysterio. That was really effective.
1: And I particularly like the idea of like, or the there's a, a shot of him walking with the drones around his shoulder. Like give some context because when you're watching it, you know, from the point of Peter and it's just kind of, you know, he's flipping around and, and everything's kind of going, you, know, you kind of lose the sense that this is in the r- real world. Mm. And you're kind of like, all right, now they're just taking quite a bit of artistic license with this. But watching, um, I was about to say Dr. Strange, uh, watching Mysterio just kind of, you know, operate outside the bounds of that and like kind of fuck up Peter Parker gave a really cool, grounded nature to what he's actually doing. Yeah, I love that still he just has that, that like AR suit with a, yeah. with a fish bulb. Yeah, on, yeah,
2: yeah, Just really, really cool that they they went for that technical aspect of it, mm-hmm, even yeah. though the rest of it doesn't make any sense.
0: So we talked in the non-spoiler part of the review about Mysterio. You know, he's not from... Did we talk about it? No, we would have talked about it in this part of the review, that he's not from... Another dimension. Yeah. Yeah, he's mm. just... Um, God, where was I going with that? Are, are you guys disappointed that this wasn't a
2: multiverse movie? No, no. I'm really glad. Because a lot of people were very excited when oh, really? they were like, oh, there's a multiverse now. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy that they didn't I pull that. I think that yeah.
1: That, yeah. that is, well, I mean, they haven't ruled it out. It's not a door that they can't no, open. No, totally,
2: but they didn't do it at all in this movie.
1: Yeah, and I I'm, I, think that that's probably relatively strategic. I mean, they they did open quite a few doors in this. I think that that might have been one too many yeah. in in that something that's so like a quick epilogue to Endgame, which yeah, I, I I I'm quite glad that where they took that because again, the next movie could open up with them saying, yeah, there is a multiverse. Like it, it certainly doesn't shut the door mm. on it. It just doesn't open it now.
0: Do we want to talk post-credit scenes now? Is now the time or yeah, might as well. Talk-
1: I mean, it, it it's it's kind of relevant to the entire film. And I'd actually like to start with. So a lot of people picked the last one as the most, like the post or the second post credit scene as the biggest, like what the fuck moment. Oddly enough, I found the the this the mid credit scene more impactful.
0: But um yeah, me too. I think
1: let's but let's talk so, about the last one, which is that. No, let's um, all, let's talk with the mid
0: the first. Oh, one. I kind of like, wanted to end with that one because oh, I think that that okay, yeah, that yeah. speaks to sure, sure, where sure, this yeah, universe yeah.
1: goes to. But um. The last one, which is that you know, obviously Nick Fury is 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 a scroll, and more specifically, is what's Ben Mendelsohn's character? Uh,
2: t- uh Talos. Talos. And, Talos um, yeah. and Maria Hill was Sarah and his wife.
1: Yeah, uh, which uh, <laughs> it was cool. No one saw that coming, but it does explain some weird things that happened earlier on, which I remember kind of thinking like that was weird, but you know I was convinced about
2: that Nick Fury wasn't Nick Fury in the whole movie oh really 100% yeah I, I didn't call that at all I'm not saying I call it I'm just saying like because I thought Chameleon was going to be in this movie so I really thought he was going to be part oh, of it or okay, I thought he was just going to be an illusion the whole time um and when it was kind of got to the end and it was like no nah, it's been Nick Fury the whole time I'm like really because I really did not think that was Nick Fury and then the end came I'm like fuck yes
1: <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> so there was something that he said that that kind of weirded me out, which is when he said, where's Captain Marvel? And he said something to the effect of like, you don't mention her name. Don't invoke her name. Yeah. And I was like, that's a really weird thing for Fury to say. Fury's not reverent to anyone. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I was like, that's not right. Like, why is he saying Mm. that? And then there was a couple of other things that just didn't quite-
2: Well, he was kind of casual and a bit of, they were kind of a bit dumber in this movie, I felt. And and him and Maria actually felt a bit more like a a couple in this, which they are, so it makes sense.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I'm not like- That's such an open-ended, like, what the fuck are they doing? Like, that's that to me is kind of...
0: Well, the first thing I thought, which is obviously not the case, but I was like, so what? Nick Fury has been Talos this whole time since Captain Marvel in 1990. (laughs) That's clearly, clearly not what happened. But I was like, this seems... I mean, like, granted, yes, maybe Nick Fury seemed off in a couple scenes, but... Like, what does this really do to it, to push the universe forward? You know, like they've been swapping places. Nothing okay. in the movie,
2: I don't think, but showing him uh, in space at the end with this like Skrull armada that yeah. is obviously hinting to some big stuff.
1: That that kind of, but that's such an open door for me. Like that's such a kind of throw it to the wind. That could be anything. What really interested me was the mid credit scene. Um. With uh, basically the future of the MCU, which is now confirmed to be Spider-Man, just being outed like that by one of the coolest cameos. Um, Ever? Yeah, J.K.
2: Simmons. Yeah. yeah. Shows up as J. Jonah, J. Jonah Jameson. So, I never thought I would see that. I genuinely
0: was oh, like, it, what? It
1: breaks so many... All of
0: us know, were just like
1: or... cast
2: J.K. Simmons. You cowards! He's the most perfectly cast comic book character ever. I'd say that's
0: probably the, the most dumbfounded it. I've been in a post-credit sequence in the MCU well, ever. I remember Definitely. like
1: everyone kind of losing their mind, like and me just like going like what, I, what? And my girlfriend who has not seen any of the Rainy films, be looking at me, going like what, what's what's going on? I'm like, I was trying is this to like- tie him with Whiplash. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I was trying to explain it. I was like, uh, he is in the Spider-Man films, and she goes yeah and I was like <laughs> but not these Spider-Man films like yeah. he plays the same characters like mm. so why is this weird but Like, he's not meant to be here
0: <laughs> and I love they gave him the sort of YouTuber pundit kind shock of shock jock I love podcasting. that I thought that was yeah. so great way to go for the character yeah that's I,
2: he's probably that in the comics lately in the PS4 game recently he was that oh, okay. um, pretty much so yeah that, that's a, a genius thing for him
1: yeah. did they have a, a throwback to the um, the PS4 game when he took the selfie of him was that what was that from? I
2: don't know. I think it was just because they realized, oh fuck, Peter Parker a photographer has not done any photographing yeah. <laughs> in these movies. <laughs> you better take a selfie at some point.
0: Yeah. Um and yeah, so Mysterio Outs ousts uh, yeah, Peter that, Parker. Now That's I, wild. I you know, for all my, you know, really in depth knowledge of the Spider Man universe, mm-hmm. reading zero comics and watching the movies a bunch of times. I don't know if this has ever happened before. Um, I'm sure it has. It has, but really interesting territory, and I am fascinated to see how Kevin Feige negotiates with Sony um, because this seems to be like a major story arc for Phase Four. Mm. So we we kind of
1: thought that um, they'd pull it back or they'd change his character or something like that.
0: But this, like you said, this is like, I didn't this expect, is big. I, I expected them to pry him away more and more. And it's like, it's more, I, I don't know why, but it feels like it's more- They've doubled down on Spider-Man. In the MCU.
1: Which and, kind of like worries me a little bit because in phase three, Spider-Man was always kind of your, yeah, it was the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Like he kind of does his own adventures. It's cool how he's integrated into the overall- um universe but you know if there was ever a need to they could pull him
0: out yeah i mean is what's the next one going to be spider-man on the run you know is that i
2: don't i don't know spider-man can't go home i don't i don't know where they're going with this i really like this scene i'm not sure how much i like this development because, I, like I said, I wanted one of these every year for eternity. Yeah. I really wanted him to keep having this career. Like I, It's like how with the Dark Knight trilogy, I hate how he had, like, two adventures back-to-back. Back and then... Eight he, years later. He hurt his hip or whatever. And then eight years, he just wasn't Batman. I'm like, well, that's not a hero. Like, the, he, he was yeah. not heroing for... Like, I want Spider-Man to just be Spider-Man forever. I don't know what he's going to do now. I don't know how this is going to pan out. But it's very interesting if... If they can keep doing this as well as I think they have been doing, then this is a you know mm. a huge, interesting development that we haven't seen they before. They would
0: have to have a very clear idea of where this is going. Hey, yeah, buddy, well better. Because <laughs> I know that- Mystery box. Hopefully mm. they know the consequences of fucking this up. Yeah, well- pretty Because
2: in the comics, it was a pretty big fuck up so much so that, like, Peter had to make a deal with the devil- Right. to To get his secret identity restored. Mm. And that
1: resulted in one of the worst storylines in Spider-Man history. I think that this is something that the MCU has never been afraid to do, which is progress characters and stories relatively quickly.
2: And completely off screen.
1: Yeah. Characters in comic books have this kind of, there's the own, the, the mechanics are different. You can pump out a hundred different comic book episodes and they can just kind of, be the weekly adventure of Spider Man, and and you can kill characters, you can take ones off and veer them off into a different universe, and and you can do so much variability with that. Whereas the MCU, you have, I mean, twenty three movies is a lot of movies, but if you consider how many characters that they've dealt with, the MCU, I think cleverly has not been afraid to introduce a villain, kill that villain, done. He's not going to come back every episode. He's not going to be this long standing villain. He's done. All right, move on to the next villain, or well, move villain on to sucks, next hero. So
2: it's not like a huge like. But I mean, like, if man, you I think wish about
1: Whiplash it, was still around, whipping and lashing. But I mean that in, I, in comic know. books, they keep coming back. Like yeah. that's the staple. So I think in in this with it, like, you can't have Spider Man just do his. because we don't weekly get, we don't get yearly. yeah we don't
2: get the day to day with these heroes, which is something I I really I would like to see them delve into more, and I hope these TV shows do a bit because as great as the MCU is and, and revolutionary. It's becoming so apparent that we're just seeing these big moments in all of these characters' Mm -hmm. lives. And I feel like, you know, Tony Stark, 10 years we've been with this character. We've seen him like a handful of times overall. We've seen a few hours of his life. Whereas if you sit through all these fucking netflix shows yeah. you've watched dozens of hours boring boring hours of these characters and it's yeah. like why can't i spend more time with thor while he's yeah. doing cool shit yeah or even mundane shit we'd love these characters so much now i'd love to see more of them living their lives you know what are so, they watching on youtube whilst they're on the john exactly you
1: know? i mean if we I did get that know. with thor we got to have his like australian vacay <laughs> exactly with, um, and that's the best yeah. i love that stuff um but i i i do think that to be honest, I, I think it's a smart move on the MCU's, uh, you know, side to to keep things moving relatively quickly because, I mean, I, I can get how that would get stale. Like, I think if they went to the—basically, I, I think that if they gave you what you want, Ben, you might be satisfied, but in a general <laughs> audience way, if we just got another homecoming or another, you know, far from home every year, people would get the fatigue that—, that the, I think Marvel is worried That's about That's why
2: it. none of these franchises on their own, like they all Would, later out. Yeah, exactly right.
1: But no I think one's able to Marvel make is again like, again. let's build up a character to that point where you're like, fuck yeah, that character, let's kill them or let's, let's give them a 180 or let's do something. And then like,
0: like let this keep moving. You got to keep. And raise the stakes. Raise and, the stakes. I feel you know? like they haven't pussied out on this one. They might've pussied out on the, the end of um, end game. You think that sorry in the re-release in the re-release sorry in the re-release of Endgame, uh, that you know oh from a marketing perspective from a marketing perspective and footage, but in terms of like risk-taking storytelling, Far From Home post-credit scene delivers, and I was I was actually quite blown away that they went that far,
1: and I loved their little gotcha moment because they cut out right before um, Mysterio says that. and I was like. Ooh, that was close and then he just pops back up. I think mean, that's Bit fucking up. brilliant. <laughs> um and it and it so much it 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 so adds to that character of Mysterio in that kind of sense that like they'll believe what I want them to believe and it really hits home onto that whole theme that he's been building throughout the film which is like, you know, I'll control the narrative.
2: Yeah, the fake news narrative yeah. they had in this. Yeah, I I really enjoyed that stuff and it yeah, with with all of that and like like deep fakes and stuff, it it seemed More timely than most of what they bother doing in the MCU. Yeah,
0: I I really thought it was effective. Like it was Um, Spider
2: Man versus Trump in this movie in a lot of ways. They
0: didn't it was a couple throwaway lines and nothing more than that. Mm. It wasn't like, you know, he gets up and he's like, People of Earth, you know, you know, there was nothing of that. It was just like a few little and it was like, Oh, it's an interesting theme. The facade, the masquerade Mm -hmm. that Mm you perform. All it takes is one like clip or one kind of
1: out of context thing that Peter says. um, And then it's- It's all over.
0: It's all over, yeah. It's all over Red River. Do you guys have any fun ideas? Like what do you want Spider-Man 3 to be? Well, I've heard that Kevin Feige said there's nine Spider-Man films with Tom Holland. Cool. So three high school, three college, and three- um, Divorcee. yeah, yeah, washed up middle aged fuck like <laughs> that guy. For, on, Peter B. Um, Parker from in- yeah, in- yeah, Spider Man. Yeah, exactly. Um, so th- we're getting a lot of Spider Man. That's wild. Um I-, I would like to see um, maybe Spider Man on the run. Spider Man l- versus the Avengers,
2: I think, could be good. Like, they call the Avengers in to, like, the Avengers take him have out? to to bring him in, yeah, because uh, Spider Man is one of those really like oh. powerful heroes. Like I reckon the the B tier avengers that are left now i reckon we would have a really hard time trying to bring him in <laughs> yeah and I, I think that could be a lot of fun he's not um,
0: powerfully slippery i would say yeah
2: <laughs> no but he's also very powerful Yeah, and i i think that would be like we saw him in civil war take out several of the guys who would be kind of going after him at this, and this point this
1: is him as a kid like he gets better as he'd he be goes better on. yeah like,
2: and so yeah it could be like a fun mix of like winter soldier and some civil war cool. i
1: don't i think there's like a, a major plot hole in him being on the run from the avengers in that um there's people that know the truth, like Nick Fury or well Tal- Talios or whatever his name is. So I think that, you know, unless there's some kind of betrayal on that side, they'd be able to go to them and say, like, I know that's actually not what's happening here. That's um, the thing, though. Talos is a bit of an idiot. Nick Fury's off, off-world. off Yeah.
2: The the Avengers, none of them know him, really, except, except for Tony, and he's dead. I think wh-
1: what I think then, will happen- And then Peter could just call in a drone strike on <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What I think will end up happening is it's going to be more more of a- a society versus Spider-Man type thing. Yeah, or, that's where he's you know, in the comics so often. What we might be looking at is is not just Spider-Man, but heroes on the run. Like just kind of this, you know, maybe taking um the Civil War um you know storyline of let's, you know, litigate against heroes. I, I can even see in the next couple movies. You know, uh, them banning heroes altogether. It would be cool it, to actually see some consequences
2: yeah. from the Sokovia Records that they made a whole movie about.
1: Exactly right, and and like to the point where we don't need heroes anymore. Um, we changed our minds pretty fast, people.
2: <laughs> this Jay Jonah guy he's pretty, pretty damn fast. Do you reckon he'll be back, Jay Jonah? Do you reckon they've actually? I really like, hope, like, he, I hope so he is, then? or is it just like a little one-off? Thing? Oh,
0: okay, he's going to return for Spider-Man: No Home. Called it, motherfuckers. <laughs> Call me in 2022, baby. Oh, no. Spider-Man homeless. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, fuck. That's actually what it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> How quickly
1: you were dissuaded. You were so confident for like an entire 20 seconds. Oh. <laughs> all part of the routine. <laughs> um, I feel like this is a movie that as soon as we finish talking about it, we're going to be like, fuck, we forgot to I mention I just mentioned one thing things. that
2: I did just remember that I want to yeah. say, which is probably my biggest laugh in the movie. Flash Thompson, who I I always find so entertaining, but at the end of the movie, getting picked up by his butler or whatever, and he's like, "Mother couldn't make it," and the guy's like, "No," he's like, "Oh, (laughs) (laughs) it's
1: the most brutal joke I've seen." Like, what a weird, like character development right at the end. It's like, oh, this poor guy. (laughs) I, you know what I thought it was going to be? Like, I thought it was going to be like you know Peter you know, puts his arm around him. and goes like, I'll get you in with Spider-Man or something. Like some kind of like redemption arc. And I was like, nope, it's just him being depressed because he doesn't yeah. have a mom. I was like, fuck it out.
2: Okay. And another thing we haven't really touched on at all, Happy Hogan, um, who's uh, a huge part of this movie. Yeah. Um, which has come out of nowhere. That's one of the most organic things in the MCU. That yeah, I really like, it. I loved his role love in this. It. And like him and I Marissa miss, Tomei. I, I would
1: miss have loved having him. Happy in the MCU, man. Like I just, yeah, he's, 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 I, fantastic. he's so on point.
0: Mm-hmm. But I, I want to see more of um, Aunt May. Yeah, there was a severe lack of art, man. I, I thought she was it, great in what she was there for. Yeah, I want to see more though. Mm, a yep. lot more. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Sure. no, I hundred percent agree. <laughs> sure, Ben. <laughs> Whatever you're talking about.
1: Um, but I love that end scene of him being like, "Are you in?" Lo- or "You know, are you guys together?" Yeah. and like just that banter. Yeah. And <laughs> just <laughs> so good. Hunter. Um I love how like and they didn't like just drop. They didn't let the pin drop right away. You got these kind of like subtle hints that. Me, they're kind of interested in each yeah. other. Mm-hmm. I just, I love that progression. Yeah. Um. Cool if they kill him off in the next one, and he's like the new Uncle Ben. Oh <laughs> no, he's like the Don't real Uncle, do
0: that to me. uncle Happy. <laughs> um, Holy
1: fuck! I love the joke about
0: the. <laughs> yeah, the it's um, like Spider-Man for the fucking Snowflake Generation. <laughs> <Jesus>. Uncle Happy. <laughs>
1: um. I love the joke about like the
0: people in the Netherlands just being like oh super God, yeah. Oh my God. And <laughs> they can speak like, really good English because yeah. you know how fucking true that is.
1: Like they can speak really good English and they'd be like, oh, can I borrow your phone back? Of course. And just like <laughs> has it to like, yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> like
0: what? Yeah, when you go to, uh, when you go to um, Netherlands, you're like, excuse me, so whereabouts is the uh, confectionery store? And he's like, whereabouts is, you know, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. heavily, like, <laughs> you're like oh, fuck up, man. <laughs> mm. no, that's really good. Yeah. Hmm. So, I mean, highly disappointing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Four out of ten, um, mm, yeah. would not Spider-Man again? Yeah, you you guys are Disney shills fucking sucking on the teeth. <laughs> yeah, I was I was so happy with this I movie. was it's really expecting while. you guys to have more of a- um, A nuanced, informed opinion. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. a bit of a no. smarter,
1: like, honestly <laughs> good just, we, uh, we, opinion. We didn't, we didn't talk about, um, you know, MJ at all in the spoiler section, but- no. like, and kind of the way that all those narratives weave together, but i just i love i I really liked the balance between his kind of awkward um you know interactions with um m j and and the whole school trip and the funny aspects like the the jokes that surrounded that. I loved the 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 kind of being pulled away into the superhero. I love the conflict that he had like the the kind of the concerns that you had around all those different themes not being given enough time. I think the only only thing that felt rushed to me was how quickly maybe not how quickly but how um yeah maybe how like how quickly Jake Gyllenhaal kind of turned into from a just a bad guy to a madman mm-hmm. but that was that was only for one scene that I felt like they kind of went to that and the rest felt very natural right. but, uh, yeah I don't really have many complaints like honestly I, I I left the cinema kind of like grinning and that's probably the best way that I can describe this film. It's just like I just I feel like I was really happy. I had a lot of fun with this film.
0: Oh I was like the opposite of grinning. It's like <laughs> Grimace. Whatever that is. Yeah. It's because you're a Grinch. R- see, you i was gonna too- say rimming, but you watched it too late at night, Georgie. You watched it too late at night. No, I didn't. I was fucking perky Georgie as fuck. tired. I was perky as fuck. Yeah, All right, right, folks. Benny, have a great time in Japan, man. I will. We'll see you back for Lion King. And you're fucking watching this Not coming back for Lion King You're coming back for Lion King <laughs> for Why Lion do you think King! Why do you think I chose these dates <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See you there Connor Bye
1: Bye <laughs> There's such a Quick and rapid finish Goodbye. To this episode You're Everybody just like is. I'm done It's 9.30 It's oh my God, bedtime God,
0: you <laughs> bed. Fuck everyone
1: <laughs>